Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. Hey there, let's do it live on a Friday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily. Merely Bo and the Great Z. How you living, buddy? Now you're up. There we go, baby. I'm good, man. It's nice to be uh, nice to be back in the mix with you here. Back here Sad local. It. Back here local. Yeah, I was hoping our wall would be gone. Sad. Nah. What's our ETA on the wall being gone? Do we have any? What's Gibby get, got going there? What's that food? He's, that's a noodle? What is I that? An Asian stir fry. Maybe yeah, a little, a little stir fry. A little stir fry on a Friday. Mm-hmm. I like it. Gibby, do you have any, any sort of details on when this wall's coming down? About the time where you're forced to leave the building for a month. It's going to all coincide. A month and a half. Are we just going to, like, is the next level just going to take this time slot for two months? I have no idea what's happening. Mm. Mm. Like, today, it's one thing. Tomorrow could be another. It's all in play? I mean, maybe we'll broadcast from our car. Maybe I'll just get an RV. We'll set it up in the parking lot. I know a guy. Same. I got to tell you, I hate to do this to start the show. but Oh, no. I even see the melancholy in your face. Yeah, it is sad. Two things have happened this week that have made me sad. Let me get my pen. Thing number one, right. we're not going to make it to 45,000 followers. Yep. Gibe is going to have a triumph there. And that I'm is... like doing a tap dance on that, by the way. I just think it's an, it's a new era of Twitter. It's hard. You're just not gaining the type like you yeah. used to. You used to say, hey, just do this, and people would just do it. Yeah. Um, and like 10,000... And we were playing such an ultimate giveaway. Well... I, would I understand, also say, but it's still but like yeah. a lot of the people who probably follow you probably follow that account. We've been a little busy this week, too. There hasn't yeah. been Have a we? lot. We, it's the ti- like are you suggesting the that. timing wasn't ideal for a, a, a Twitter follower launch? No, yeah. push? I mean, a push? I, I don't, we put out some really good content this week. But oh, my God. We put out great content copious. this week. And then the other thing I was going to say is I got to tip my cap to Gibbe as a huge P. Which two is, Gibbe wins to start Gibbe the show? Two Gibbe wins to start the show on a Friday. I mean, where do we go from here? All downhill. Is this Pete Gibbe? I hope not. <laughs> yeah, apparently he uh, reported. I mean, our annual review's coming up. Can I use this soundbite in that? Yeah, he tore up Indy. He performed at a high level. I mean, our guest our guest list this week was. I'm going to say he did a good job. But the other thing I would say is our location was the best. Was the it's best ever been? It would be. You remember? You remember on uh, in succession, boar on the floor. Yeah. When they were hunting the boar, remember how that that was kind of set up for success for them. It was quite set up for success. I, I think that's us. That well, we yeah. were we were essentially set up. You know, the little boars were running right underneath us. It would be it wasn't like much if, of a hunt. Wasn't much to it. We were in the back. Wasn't of a, a truck, worthy adversary. If we were in the back of a truck in a in a closed in area where little javelinas were forced right. to run around and, yeah. and had and just went. And and didn't have bulletproof vests on. <laughs> it was sad. It's not going to go well for the javelinas no. in that. But that's scenario. where how we were. I mean, we yeah. didn't have to go. We did one interview not at our table, and we did I think fifteen this week with yeah. like some serious people, some heavy hitters. Yeah, luminaries. Still more to come. More to come on that front. Yeah. So big. I just big P. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Been a week. Good job by all. Yeah. We got through it. Highly successful. What do you guys we'll make of next year? What do you make of we will the, see him. The way, <laughs> I'm talking to you. Um, what do you make of the the? Because it does feel like 
there's two separate combines almost to me. Yeah. The first two days when we were there was all here's all the general managers and coaches. And those of us that are in teams and on beats have an interest in that. Yep. And then yesterday and through and today and through the weekend, it's now here's all the draft picks. Yep. Totally. It really is two separate combines entirely. What I like about it is that we are there. It really has become your spot on. Take a bow. Hey, you're Great week for you too. Yeah. Uh, it has become kind of an NFL summit. There's an NFL summit portion no of the combine where you get everything that's actually going on in the league, free agency, trade rumors, yeah. all of that. Coaches, GMs, state of their teams. So you get basically a state of the NFL through mm -hmm. all 32 teams. You hear all the rumors. That's all everybody's talking about. And it really does it. It switches really kind of yesterday, to your point, to now it's about, uh, all about the prospects. Mm -hmm. But I love I love that we're there for the NFL portion of it because that's what Agreed entirely. matters to me. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. What what's happening now is it it's a so totally different operation. If you're maybe picking five percent pro. Yeah, maybe. If you if you're picking at the top of the draft, um, you know, or it you know, you're gonna have your kind of pick of guys in the top ten picks, twelve picks or whatever. Even the year that we had Jed, uh, when we drafted Jed and there were all those tackles that were kind of all in the mix, like there's value in that then. But otherwise, like I was looking at some of the stuff coming out today. A lot of this stuff was being aggregated from like college writers, right? Whether it's Buckeye writers or Bama writers, like I was seeing a lot of that stuff more so even than than NFL writers. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, it's flipped as the week went along. Uh, couldn't agree more. Yeah, and I think what for our show and our purposes, yeah, and especially with the state of the, with the Cleveland Browns not having a pick till forty two. Sure. It was great to be in the mix of like that period before it fully switched. No doubt. It's the most valuable time for sure for us to be there was, was that. I mean, that's the time to be there. That's Yeah, when the, that's and when I kind of love the, the way the schedule shifted in that regard. Yeah, I do wonder if, they, if they're blowing it a little bit by leaking the stuff that people want to see visually into the weekend. So quarterbacks are throwing tomorrow over there. I do kind of wonder if that would be better served on a Thursday night mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, or a Wednesday, a Wednesday night. Because that's a first Friday. That's right. Um, because it does feel like the, it's this thing's going to get lost a little bit on the weekend. Yeah. I mean, we're March. It's, well, certainly in this town, right? We don't need a I think in a lot. Well, and I think in a lot of towns it will be because I think you're, you know, there's the college basketball. It's March. March Madness is coming. You got that. The NBA stuff is happening. You know, if you're in a big pro city, the NHL trade deadline is now. If you have an NHL team, that's today in a couple hours. So all of those things are kind of happening now. And this, like, to have this happen in the middle of the day, it just feels like they're going to have the primetime windows. Maybe push – if you could get this whole thing done Monday through Friday and have the quarterbacks throw, the everyone run, have that happen on a Thursday night. Like, have quarterbacks do it Thursday night. To me, yeah. that feels like a home run. Yeah. To I'm do that. So, I don't know. We'll see. It, it was – um, I always kid that, I mean, really the only thing I don't like about the combine is the drive. I found That's the drive really it. home to be, if the drive there was as easy for me as the drive home, it would have been a delight. It, the fact that we drove through the rain and unbelievable wind added significant time to that journey and yeah. made it stressful. Driving home for me yesterday was, it was a delight. I had no truck problems. I had no. Well, you left middle of the day though. It was perfect. Right, so you got through Columbus without traffic. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. It was great. I um I spent some time down there, uh, yesterday, and you know we we lived there for a long time from 
07 to 15 and the what what has happened in that city from a boomtown standpoint yeah. just, but even in the downtown yeah i mean there are now you cannot count you can't count the cranes it is all of those neighborhoods right around you know the the arenas lower.com nationwide and then you know all the way up to really ohio state that whole corridor there it's just one high-rise condo after another it's one i just look it's in a it defies logic that there's enough people that can afford all this living it's it's unbelievable to me yeah uh, what has happened it's stunning it's yeah. totally unrecognizable what they did what hsn did with that soccer specific down there it's just unbelievable like i know that all the stadium stuff is being swirling here in the last week like do the, do do the football equivalent of that you win because that thing's awesome it's awesome um so and i, I recommend you going down there and you know I don't, how many people go down to go watch a soccer game but you should because it's really really yeah. cool it's really cool what they did um yeah so it was it was good i i was having the conversation with my wife yesterday i said you know she's like well, how was it and like the boys have these misconceptions they're like well we want to go and i'm like well there isn't really fan stuff no you know it really and in fact, is they got rid of that I didn't see any of it. At least in our area. I didn't see any of it. Yeah. Uh, there used to be some, like, there was, like, that one street that they'd have some fan stuff on. There wasn't even, like, a gift shop that but, I saw. And that used to be, though, also in our area. Oh, for sure. was a whole fan experience. It, like, we didn't over... have to do it. And we didn't have to do it. No, there's none of that. And Team shops at the stadium now. The, uh, oh, okay. It, there is stuff for fans, but. Is it all at the stadium? It, everything's at the stadium. They move the bench press. They move yeah. the workouts. So, I, I came away, like, with. The two things I told her, I said, honestly, it's it's really like an NFL snow globe. That if you're in this globe, it's or kind of like the Truman Show, like you run into walls. Like if you, this, there's a, like a bubble around downtown Indy, and the only people there are people either who cover, work for, or are in fact in employed by NFL and NFL teams. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And nobody penetrates it. I didn't even see any. There was a few people, like 15 people, looking for autographs. Like, that's it. Like, very little of that. It was almost like all of downtown was an NFL snow. It was 100% NFL. Yeah. 100%. It's, it's a wild thing. And, and everybody's left alone, to your point. Yeah, there aren't people. No, no one, people no one in the comes bars. up. Nobody's, right. Nobody bugs Jason Kelsey having a meal at Harry Nizzy's. Nothing. No. Like, you just – it's really wild in that sense. And then I also just came away with the fact that I don't understand how someone isn't dead on a bird every day. I had some great birding, man. Of course you did. I'm – of course I feel, you did. I feel like I've really gotten good at it. I had a off the sidewalk jump that was <sighs> epic. <laughs> at about 15, so I came down. I was going back, and you know you can't be on the sidewalks. Well, well, they there they'll was, fine you if you are. I noticed that on my bill once because I spent some time on the sidewalk, and my I was upcharged for my sidewalk expense experience. How really? would they know you were on the sidewalk? They track it. Really? Yeah. Wait, sidewalk chart upcharge. Yeah, you? it was like three bucks for being on the sidewalk. Yeah. Oh my. So I was only on. But you tell me what's better: me on a sidewalk or me going up traffic? Well, so I was going up traffic, so I had to pop onto the sidewalk for a second, but then had to hop right back off of it because I didn't want to yeah. be on the sidewalk. And I came and I kind of hit the little ramp, and I had like you know I think little, I got like six air, six inches. Yeah, it's great. If, I think like I felt the, like I was living. The, yeah, it's the best. I, I mean, if I, the I mean, hair's flowing. Yeehaw! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel like if you're going to be a city that has birds, then you need to ha or limes or whatever the hell you need a lane. You need a lane. You got to have a bike lane. Got to have a lane. You got to have a six feet wide. This is where you can be because otherwise, I just don't understand it. It's the Wild West, brother. You said it, man.
You said it. I was said also it. thanks to you. I was ex- I had I've eaten at Elmo's or Harry and Izzy's twenty times. I've never ever paid attention to their cocktail list, so I didn't know that they had their own like old fashioned. It's fun. Yeah, I had no clue that it was that until oh, you yeah. ordered it, and I was like, and I you know how I feel about mixers. I don't put totally. any of that stuff in anything. Um, but went in Rome, and it, so I had it, and it was a, it was good. The whiskey on its own was very good. Totally, and you yeah. they sell that as well as they sell the yeah. cocktail sauce. Uh, no, we had a we had a great time. Um, I just love things that I look forward to so much. Or obviously, when we all get to spend some time together, but you know that chance to get to sit down with Greg Cosell, and I think we did. Mm. What was it? Give a thirty thirty three thirty three minutes. Just thirty thirty three minutes with Greg Cosell, and we could have talked for forever. Well, and it's it's a it's a sign of the mutual respect that he has for you guys that he kind. gives you thirty minutes because. He's not doing that for everybody. No way. And he's and we were just really cool. Chilling. And I know that's something we do every year. I always look forward to it. I wish I could have been a part of it, but it didn't work out that way. But I, anytime I, he's there's a handful of people that when I see him, I'm like, oh, I, I love. Tiger. I love that guy. Yeah, he's the best. So he uh, he and I were talking after, and he made me an offer that I will certainly not refuse, which is he invited me to come uh, spend a couple of days with him at NFL Films and just watch ball. And I was like. Yep. Yeah, I'll do that. I will do that. I told him I saw him uh, yesterday on my way. I said, I'm taking you up on that. Like, He goes, I want you to. Like, yeah. Done. That'll be so that's, awesome. Is that in Sakakis? Yeah, I think so. It's Jersey, right? Yes. Yeah. Maybe MLB. Maybe a little Baltus sure. roll. Oh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know if, he's, I don't know if he chases the Pine small Valley. Ball. Maybe get yourself on a little Pine Valley or a little Baltus roll. I feel like Pine Valley beam might be tough. Probably. Yeah. That I do Cyprus. know some people. I, did, I actually know people who have played Pine Valley. I don't know anybody who's played Cypress. Augusta, I bet, plenty. I bet, I, bet, I, bet, I bet we do. Well, we might, but I <laughs> – yeah, well, I guess, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Do they do that when well, they – Well, I ask, I bet. But I bet he's – I mean – Well, he could. Yeah. I would. Th- but I think that's the most exclusive is Cypress. I think yeah. that's the one where you just – no, all the best. Thanks. We're good. Yeah, we're good. We're good on that front. Um, I wanted to run something by you guys. Yeah. It has nothing to do with anything. So one of the things that I enjoy doing when, especially in, on a long road trip, is I, I enjoy the, the ringer feed, the rewatchables. Okay? So you guys have seen the film Catch Me If You Can, right? Yes. Not a long time. Yeah, but you're familiar. Yeah. Hanks, DiCaprio. Yeah, DiCaprio, right. Con man. Yeah. Is a, is a lawyer, is a doctor, is a flight guy, all this stuff, right? Pretty yeah. incredible run. Incredible run, right? It's one of my most rewatchable movies of probably the last 20 years. Really? If it's on, it's just fun, and I like seeing DiCaprio have all the charisma in the world. So if it's on, I'll pop in, I'll watch for an hour. I haven't probably watched it start to finish since I watched it the first time. Okay. But it had a heck of a run where it was on cable, it was on okay. HBO, whatever, through the years. I'm writing it down. So um, really fun movie. Probably that, and oddly enough, Ford versus Ferrari or two. If they're on, I'm in. I'll watch for an hour. I'll check them out. I haven't seen that yet. It's awesome. It's great. It's great. It is great. It's great. It's a girl. You had a it's Cri- great. But... Christian, Christian Bale, right? Yeah. There's just something about him that sometimes I'm just like. I think it's fair. I'm I mean, not a just. I just. I'm not I a get fan it. of. And if you look at the guy who he's portraying, yeah. it's a doppelganger. He looks like just he like looks him. just like the guy yeah. he's portraying. Yeah. So okay. back to Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. So Rewatchables did the feed on Catch Me If You Can as. The one for this week. So that dropped right as I was leaving Indy. Perfect. Perfect. Time. I mean, it's two hours. Perfect. All the way to Columbus. I'm good. So I'm listening to it. And at one point at the end, they go, and of course, none of this actually happened. And I went, 
What? So apparently, do you remember the premise of this? I know you do. So this Frank Abagnale Jr. guy wrote a book in 1980 that he did all these things. He was a con man, ran away at 16, was a Pan Am flight, was the most notorious uh, bank check fraud guy ever. $1.6 million, $2.3 million in and it was presented checks that he as wrote. Was real. Well, he presented it as real. He yeah. wrote a book. He went and worked for the FBI. He, he went after. and worked for the FBI. He made millions off of it. It's all nonsense. And apparently this all came out in 2020. This guy what? was trying to write a book about the actual victims of his fraud, and none of it was true. Was not a lawyer, did not pass the bar exam in Louisiana, did not work in that uh, hospital in Atlanta that he acts like the he worked in. The movie even says based on based Well, and I know based on gives you some leeway, but even at the end, they did not work for the FBI. Did None of it. It's all nonsense. What? How'd that not come out when the movie I came out? I have no idea. I have no idea. Maybe it was everyone just had so much fun with it that they just let it be and let it live. I have no idea. But this guy basically uncovered it all in 2020. So it was on last night, oddly, on HBO. And it, like I said, it's one that I've really enjoyed. And I w was watching for like 10 minutes, and it totally changed the way I viewed it. And the show, the show, the movie on its own stands up whether it's true or false. It doesn't make any difference. It's still a great movie. But they made such a big deal about the fact that this was all real. In fact, he has a, the actual guy has a cameo in the movie that it totally changed my view of it. And I don't know how I missed knowing this. How does this. that not get... It came out in 2020. How, how, but how does that not get verified or unverified before they even go to production? That's what I'm saying. I don't That's think what they I cared. Said. I think That's it was a great movie. Great script. Great, it was a great... They took the book. It's a great script. So it's a, a great a movie. a separate guy wanted to write in a, a, a book. A different book. On the victims On the victims. Him. And none of it... Like, if you look on the... If you go on the Wikipedia, it's six paragraphs. Like, I literally had to stop... Sort of. And just read how it was all nonsense. Wow. Wild. I, that is wild. I enjoyed On the Way Home, uh, pardon my take. By the mm. way, ran into both Big Pat, Big Cat and PMT at Prime on a... Did you ask if you could do a serious interview with them? I did not. Non-tongue-in-cheek, I think, about, is the best way to interview those guys. We t Well, you got it right. Play it straight. Yeah. That's, that's the electric interview. That's it. Pure electricity. We were talking in... No, he's a big Wisconsin guy. I was like, "Yeah, you got to come in for the Hoff. The Hoff. He's a Wisconsin legend. Yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah. yeah. So I think he's guy. I think they're going to come in. Has he been on? Has Hoff been on? Pardon my take. I don't know, but I feel like he should be. Yeah. So the one I listened to was they had um, broken. They did a review of Full Swing, which I'm really enjoying mm -hmm. on Netflix, which is the golf kind yeah. of documentary where they follow. And one of the guys they follow on that's Joel Damon, who's probably like 90th in the world. Okay. So they had his interview. He was great. Like, I will root for this guy forever. What did you make of the PGA people getting rid of the cut? I saw all these rule changes. I don't like any of it. I, don't I can't it. believe they're getting rid of the cut. One of the things that all those guys complained about about Liv was that there's no cut. Yeah. And now they're getting rid of the cut. And they're making incentivizing playing certain. It, I, I don't know. I don't like it. Without Sounds the, like Here's the thing. I don't think a lot of these guys who miss the cut want to keep playing. Oh no, no! If you're like twenty, if you're twenty over, hey, you got get two me more out of here. To go, kids! Like, get me out of here. I think you're gonna get a lot of withdrawals. I don't know. I didn't even fully read all these new rules. They didn't even ask him about the new rules. But this guy was, this guy was, he was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed their interview with him. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, we'll see what's going on with all that. All right, we're loaded up. Loaded. It's, we got a mailbag day. Yes. 
get your question. I see a Dude. lot is already in. There's a ton yeah. of it already in. We got mail. Someone's trying to, to compete with Bobby. I see that. We, we got Chris Rose. We're going to join the program. Brugler. Brugs is coming up next. Yeah. There you go. You're off and running on a Friday edition. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Live from the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis, this Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back to the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. It's Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. It's coming soon to Ohio and it's one of our annual traditions to sit down with the great Dane Brugler of The Athletic, their draft expert, the author of The Beast, The Authority, on pre-draft, I think it's the number one guide in the world. It's my draft Bible. I love it so much. And, Dane, we're going to keep it. We're going to do some little low. We're going to do some quiet talking today because I know your voice is – again, everybody wants to hear what you have to say. It's 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 been a week. Uh, so, But we haven't started with the on-field drills yet, so we still got a long way to go. But, uh, yeah, no, this is always such a productive week to – uh, fill in the gaps, right? You know, a lot of a lot of the work has been done, the film has been watched, but here at the combines, where fill in some of those gaps where maybe you're missing something with the, uh, you know, the, the the person, you know, get those through the interviews or maybe the workouts kind of reveal something. So uh, the the combine remains a, a very critical piece of this process. All right, you are very good at obviously what you do, but not only that, what makes it even more fun on Browns Daily is you kind of see through a similar lens to the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. You had Greg Newsom going to the Browns two years ago, pretty much the whole process. So this year we don't have that first-round pick. We got yeah. Deshaun Watson, so our draft starts at number 42. Last year the Browns went out of the second round but still got, I think, a very productive player in MJ mm-hmm. Emerson when they traded back with their first pick. But let's let's focus on 42 here. Let's talk wide receivers first. Okay. I, I'm guessing it might end up on the edge. Uh, on the defensive side, defensive line. But let's look at receivers. They, we know there's a speed need for this football team. Let's talk 42, and then if it's maybe not, if it's a day three, day later day two, early day three guy that has some of maybe the traits Anthony Schwartz had, but mm-hmm. maybe perhaps is a little better tracking the ball down the field. But Correct. let's start at 42. Who would be kind of a, a dream scenario for you for the Browns there? Uh, one of my favorite players in this draft is Tyler Scott. Okay, you, that is... That is, this guy is like blowing up. I feel like Tyler well, Scott. and I, I have a tweet back in January that said, "Just wait till more eyes get on Tyler Scott. He's gonna, because it's, uh, he's fun. I mean, it's speed. It, he, you watch his film, and I don't know how you don't get Tyler Lockett vibes. That, that's what he looks like. Uh, he's a little smaller, so you, you know, you're sacrificing the size, but he's a three-level threat. The speed is outstanding. Big-time track guy. He's gonna test." Uh, outstanding here uh, what wide receivers are Saturday I believe so don't miss his workout Saturday uh, it'll be one of the better 40 times here former uh, you know he's a local kid Akron Norton High School who's a running back he kind of ran an option offense there so transitioning the wide receiver at Cincinnati it, you you would never be able to guess that yeah he's a third year junior just pretty pretty new to the position with the way he plays catches the ball pretty cleanly I mean he'll have some drops but he'll if the ball's above his head he'll go get it uh, but it's really the speed aspect. That's what he brings, and that's what it's going to be the that that's his uh, you know his uh, his weapon. Uh, you know, if he's a sure. superhero, that's what he does. Uh, so I, I really believe you know I, I feel like every year someone gets compared to Tyler Lockett. Tyler Scott, I think, really has that type of ability. How would you compare or contrast him with Hyatt from from Tennessee? I think Hyatt is uh, he's so Hyatt's above average in two areas: speed, ball skills. Both those he's above average. He can go down the field 
wind deep, and he's very good tracking and finishing. Uh, Scott, I think, almost, he's not as big, uh, but he has, I think he gives you a little bit more as an underneath threat. Uh, he okay. can be a catch-and-go, you know, you can use him on crossers, digs. Um, where Hyatt's, I think, a little more polished vertically. Scott has that in his bag, but I also think he's a little more well-rounded if you want someone short, intermediate, and deep. Do you feel like either of them realistically could be there at 42? Scott's interesting because I, for the longest time, I feel like I'm shouting into an echo chamber and like, you know, this guy's good. And I feel like, you know, it's going to catch up. Um, so we'll see where we are on draft day. Um, I know like on my top 100, he was, he was right around 42. Okay. So, you know, I think right around that, cause again, he is a smaller guy, you know, you're sacrificing size and that's not every team's going to be looking for that size of a receiver. But I think if you're looking for ability and a guy who's ascending, Tyler Scott's the guy. All right. I like that. Let's go maybe round three, round four. Mm -hmm. And so now you're sacrificing overall polish, obviously, but sure. somebody can still have a, a pretty elite trait at that spot and be a space creator, take a top off a of defense. Anybody kind of in that range for you? Uh, 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 Trey Palmer, the Nebraska receiver, I, I think he's he's right in that range, third round, fourth round. Um, a former LSU player, he was a big-time track guy in high school. Won 200 meters all four years in high school. So you know he has the speed. Yeah. Uh, we should see it here this week. Transfers to Nebraska for a senior year, and he was one of the best receivers in the Big Ten this year, uh, really because of that speed. He had the most uh, catches of at least 40 yards um, after Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt led the, led the nation, but after Hyatt, Palmer was right there. And so okay. he has that ability to stretch out the field. And just, just the threat of his speed affects the defense. Right. That's so right. Yeah. third round, fourth round, I think he's going to be somewhere in that range as long as he tests how we expect he's going to test. All right, let's go to the defensive line because obviously that's a big area of need. you got to find that starter opposite Miles. We need some defensive tackles as well. Really three starting spots are kind of mm -hmm. unaccounted for. Perrion showed, I thought, great flashes last year. Right. But we need to see that more consistent and, you know, make sure that we're all rowing in the same direction there. <laughs> Edge, everybody says deep, 42, probably yeah. a chance to get a pretty darn good player, right? It'll be interesting who falls that far, you know, because we have – there's such a, a group of these guys in that uh, late one, early two range. How many get pushed, you know, into that 40 to 50 range? Um, you know, I, I really like B.G. Audulary from LSU. Uh, you know, we saw his brother Aziz uh, two years ago get pushed a little bit. He fell to the Giants in the second round. I think that turned out to be great value. Could the same thing happen with B.J. Audulary, who maybe not the biggest with, with what some teams look for, yeah. but he knows how to rush. And you want a guy with bend, he has that. So um, I think Audulary would be a natural fit. Um, the Kansas State rusher, you know, Felix, uh, hard name, or last name's hard to say, but uh, he, he's another player who I, he just knows how to rush. You know, he, he understands how to set up blockers uh, throughout the course of a game. First th quarter through fourth quarter, very cerebral. He understands the dance. He knows what he's doing out there. So I, I think he could be in that mix as well. It's it's a group where I, you might be surprised who's still available for you, even though it's a premium position. And those guys are going to go. We're going to see, you know, obviously Willie Anderson's going to go early. Sure. Lucas Van Ness is going to go very early after, especially after he works out here. Um, Nolan Smith is really interesting coming off the injury. Uh, you know, where does he fall in all this? He's another really good player. So edge position is, I think, you feel good about who might be there for you at 42. Don't you have like eight in the top 50, yeah. something like that? Right. It, it, there's going to be a lot of names that you're kind of picking through and saying, okay, well, if he's, if he's there, if he makes it, this is someone we need to think seriously about taking. 
Now, I, I would be personally surprised, and I wouldn't rule it out, but mm-hmm. if the Browns took a defensive tackle at 42 just because they would want somebody who could rush the passer with that premium right. of an asset, and if they can rush the passer from the inside, they're not going to be there at 42. Mm-hmm. So are there some guys, you know, Early day three, which has kind of been the MO, or late day two, round three with Elliott, four Togiai, four Perion. But I'm talking size. Yeah. We need to get bigger in the interior, even if it's a two-down player. Somebody who can go in there and eat up two guys and, and let the lighter linebackers, Jeremiah Uzukormo, run free. Is there anybody that fits kind of that bill in this draft? Yeah, and I'm interested to see where uh, Keanu Benton ends up, the Wisconsin nose tackle. Um, you know, I could... Could he go second round? I think it's possible, but I think it's more likely maybe he goes third round. And if he's there for the Browns in the third round, I love that fit. Because I do yeah. think he brings some pass rush potential uh, in that Nebraska defense, three-man front. He's playing the nose. He wasn't asked to. Right, exactly. But, you know, you at the Senior Bowl one-on-ones, you saw some of that pass rush potential. Um, and he's a guy that has a wrestling in his background. He understands leverage. He understands quickness to, to beat gaps. So uh, I, I think Keanu Benton's one of those guys that's got untapped potential, um, it might not go in the top, you know, 60 picks, but if he were to fall in that third round, I think the Browns would be very interested. Okay, I like that one. That's 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 a a union I've heard a little bit of scuttlebutt about yeah. as, as you make the rounds uh, here in, in the great Indianapolis. So it, well, the like in- interesting thing will do in the second round if Mozzie Smith makes it to them. How how tempting how tempted will they be to take a Mozzie Smith who had a grand total of I think a half sack his entire career at Michigan. But what he, the value he gives you as a true nose who can take on doubles and just really free up the rest of the defense, I, I 100% agree with you about, you know, they want more of a, a, a player that's going to impact the backfield. But the value there of, an, of a really good nose tackle like, like Mozzie Smith, that'll, that'll be interesting if he makes it to 42. How would you compare him to, I'm trying to think of the name, Travis Jones maybe out of UConn, UConn. last yeah, year? Yeah, Ravens got him in the third round. Yeah, yeah, because but at the time there was a lot of talk that he might be yeah. he, he had first, a, second. He had a great senior bowl, and then, yeah, we started talking, you know, these guys don't they don't fall too far, and, yeah, the Ravens ended up getting great value. So that's, what we were, that's what we'd like in the, in the third uh, round. There. Right. I think that's, if you're the Browns, that's what you're hoping for this year. Any under the radar, maybe we'll call it a center field free safety out there. Uh, you know, a guy that I'm really interested in, especially for this team, uh, Jatavius Martin for Illinois, who did everything for the Illinois secondary. You know, Devin Witherspoon's a really good player. He's you know, probably going to be a first-round pick for Illinois. Sidney Brown, the other safety, he gets talked about. He'll be somewhere uh, in, in the top five rounds. But Jartavius Martin uh, really came on this year. Quan Martin goes by Quan is his first name. Uh, you want him playing a nickel? He can do that. Uh, you want to play more of a post? He can do that. You want to play more like that center field range? I, he has the range to do it. So we saw Kirby Joseph from Illinois, that Illinois secondary last year, kind of come on and had a pretty good rookie year for the Lions. I don't know that Quan Martin's quite. Uh, I'm expecting quite that uh, type of impact from him. But I think he can come in and play meaningful snaps as a rookie, uh, especially in that nickel role, but also uh, someone that can compete for safety snaps. All right. He is the best, Steinbrugger. I mean, a literal walking human encyclopedia. It's unbelievable. Every year you blow me away. It's awesome. Thanks for your time. Rest that voice up and uh, looking forward to all your coverage and talking with you more. Obviously, yeah. we get closer to this draft. Can't wait, man. Thanks. All right. The great Dane Brugler joining us here. A parade of luminaries today live from the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. 
Well, there's a new way to cheer and include the Browns to help your favorite four-legged companion, Barking Backers, presented by Milkbone, the Browns' newest club for pet parents worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs. As we go around the NFL, a lot of it having to do with the combine. Some of these defensive tackles are absolutely crushing it. Uh, the Kansi kid with a 4.6740, the fastest 40-yard dash from a defensive tackle since 03. On that, wow, that's fast. Uh, Nolan Smith. What about your boy? Here you go. Yeah, Nolan Smith out of Georgia was a four three nine, second that? fastest time for a defensive lineman since two thousand and three. Um, four three nine. That's crazy. At the end, and he was. He thought they timed him unofficially in the four fours, and he was all pissed off talking to Stacy Dale. He's like, "I was slow." We're like, "Wait a second, my friend." It's okay. I mean, I remember talking to Doctor Vuce about this. We talked to anybody who's in that medical profession about it like it's stunning what the human body can do but it's also finite what tendons can do right you can grow your muscles you can grow yeah. all these but all you can't, other things and that's but, why they break that's why yeah. they snap yeah it, i don't know that the human body at that size needs to be going that fast the one thing that i would wonder about just is is how his ankles are so like what does his bend look like because typically when you're able to go that fast in a straight line you have very very stiff ankles yeah, and that's why even you know they talk about that even with a lot of some of these receivers like mm -hmm. even our guy like with with Schwartz the guys who are track guys, it, it's something about that that is the advantage for running so fast in a straight line is ankle stiffness. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I, can't do I assigned to all of it. Yeah, I don't run fast in any direction except late unless at you night had, unless you're chasing down the unless gibbe. I'm chasing down gibbe. Chasing down. Gibbe. I was flying gibbe. What did it sound like? Could you t did you feel like somebody was coming at a great speed? I felt like I was flying. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> well, you might have felt like it. It sounded like someone was just thud, 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 thud. No, like way. it was not That's light. Ridiculous. You were not light on your feet at all. You are a happy. You have a happy gallop. Yeah, when I get after it, it's a big I smile. Do, There's a lot. It's a with good time. my with my Chippewa heritage. I do have the ability, especially in a moccasin, <laughs> to move silently. To really move silently. Yeah. Yeah. Heels Except first, that the night, there. you did not. I had you from about 50 yards out. Yeah, yeah. but how quickly did I close that 50? That's what I'm yeah. talking about. You it really have to be like a, a toe while. runner if you're going to be quiet while you sprint. You have to be on the I balls was. I, I feel like I was. Yeah. I felt. I think he's exaggerating. Because he didn't – he said 50 yards. He turned around when I was, like, about I to hit it. You I'm like, here comes Z. You knew it. <laughs> I was – I mean, especially in the cream, <laughs> the cream starter. Yeah. That's that, a head turner. I'll tell you – Little note for the kids, um, the people in charge of uh, our gear and our uniforms and such. Um, we wore the hoodies, the, the creme hoodies. We wore those on Tuesday, and Pete Carroll stopped in his track, literally stopped, and said, those are some nice hoodies to his buddy who was with him. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Seahawks run something like that out next year wouldn't surprise me at all if they ran something like that out because this is an nfl coach you can have everything who was stopped in his tracks by hoodies and the homage cream starter jacket is a head turner it is those two 100%. things man and both are really exclusive which i think helps us you, you can't go. get them i'm gonna walk i'm gonna come in here and show you yeah so obviously i am a uh, i'm a cardinal fan mm -hmm. st louis baseball. yeah 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 the baseball team well, they got about as good a logo as you're going to find. Cream. Look at that. See? Can I wet my beak on that? I mean, the that's so uh, sharp. Yeah. It's great. It's cream. Yeah, it's, cream. it's beautiful. Listen, Wu-Tang Clan, they had it. Yeah. You haven't heard a lot of songs called, like, White. No. Cream. Cream. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, yeah. get the money.
Yeah. Dollar it's dollar bill, y'all. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Um, yeah, cream if you can use it. I think I think there's a hell of a shot with our scheme, especially. Yeah, I'd love it. I'd love it. I think it's very good. It also evokes for me cream. I felt like was really prevalent in old like old timey baseball jerseys. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, and now it could have just been white that was laundered a lot and made to look off white. Sure. Could be. I don't know. But it the colors really pop on it. Yeah. And the brown and orange really pop. The Rams on it. tried to do that with their bone that one bone and, they, and they 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 missed. Yeah, they made it too um they made it too sandy. It's too white, too gray. Well, it's supposed to be yeah, evocative to... of the beaches of Los Angeles. Even though it was a bone of the horn of the ram or whatever yeah the but that, that's was. what it was supposed to be evocative. Yeah, yeah but it, it's not good it, word evocative. It, they need to use it is they really need to go with like more of a panhandle florida's beach color that's the cream mm-hmm, mm-hmm, is what mm-hmm. you're looking for a lot yeah. of people think that's white sand it's really kind of cream it really is it's kind of what great coal enjoys to those what's beaches. he up to is he still down there living yeah, his best life of course yeah 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 don't i love it down leave. there i just i don't there. i just wonder like on a day-to-day would you ever like it's it's real sleepy, you know what I mean. Like, does it get it's all right? We're building an arc up here this afternoon. Stay down there. Is it raining again? It's going to rain again. Yeah. I, have you looked? Like no. an inch and a half, two no. inches of rain today. Where's it going to go? It, like heavy rain coming. I know. Not good. Hey, by the way, I know this is. Are you, you going to start to get in this around the NFL landscape stuff? I mean, we've already done half of it. I know, but I'm going to talk about like the more we were talking. You did the prospect stuff. Yeah. I have not. We haven't played the sound bites yet. I'm not even caring about that. I think we should talk for a second about the Ravens. Do you want to do that first and then play the sound yeah. bites? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, this was a lot it, going on. So, this is – let's first play the sound bite. This is DaCosta okay. um, on the team's wide receiver woes during his availability on Wednesday, Eric DaCosta. I would say a lot of people would say the same thing. It's a challenging position to evaluate in different ways. Um, I don't have a, if I had an answer, that means I would probably have some better receivers, I guess. We're going to keep swinging, you know. Uh, there have been some guys that, you know, have been successful players for us that were draft picks. Uh, we've never really hit on that all-pro type of guy, which is disappointing, I would say. But it's not for lack of effort. And, and hopefully at one of these points, we'll hit the ball out of the park. Everything's fine except for the we'd probably have some better receivers. Other than that, not- it's all fine. It's all fine up until that. that so I hadn't heard it. I'd read it, yes, but I had not heard that specific part about it because all I had seen was the first part and then the last part where he says we'd probably have some all pro all pro receivers or whatever. So then Rashad Bateman responded on Twitter that has now since been re- uh, erased. It's, it's gone. Now. Yes, gone. But it was up long enough that everybody got, got to see it. How about you play to your player's strength and stop pointing the finger at us and number eight? Discontent in Baltimore. Good. And then there is the NFLPA's team rankings. Mm-hmm. Have you seen I these? I did. Yeah. Did you I see the Ravens? We go into detail on Monday, but yeah, let's just do a little cliff notes. Just do that. Just do. We'll just do the Ravens. Strength coaches. Mm-hmm. Ravens. Grade. Do you know the answer to this? No, I don't. I haven't seen oh, theirs. I've okay. seen ours. I've seen Cincinnati's. I haven't seen anybody else. Okay, we'll do that. We'll just do the. We'll rock through the Ravens. All right. Treatment of families, C plus 18th. Food service nutrition, B minus 13th. We struggled there. We did. Huh. Hmm. Weight room, C plus 22nd. Training room, C 21st. Training staff, B plus 22nd. Locker room, A 5th. Team travel, A 4th. Strength coaches, F minus 32nd in the league. And then 
pretty much everybody who's played for the Ravens and is no longer with the Ravens in the last however many years yeah. took to Twitter to say, I got injured this time because of the strength staff. I got injured this time because of the strength staff. I wow. got injured that time because yeah, of the strength staff. There were staff. numerous they guys. Are the worst. Like, I don't recognize like, that I, would, I don't trust them. They got me hurt. Carl Davis, who played for the Browns and then went to the Ravens and is still in the league, he said that he had two pec tears yep. and one other shoulder because of their strength coaches. And it was basically at the point where like nobody wanted to even work out with them. I mean, F minus. F- no, that's fireable. Like, well, I mean, obviously they're they going to have to make a change. They'll have to fire them all because yeah. – well, it's been interesting. No, I did not see that with Baltimore. I never, I didn't see an F on anyone. So I saw a lot, several more going around. I never saw an F. So that's the first F I've ever seen uh, on those lists. And but when you think about it, you know, you think about how snake bit we were two years ago. They were worse, and they were worse last year. Correct. They can't keep anybody healthy. No. I mean, they're devastated every year. They get devastated with injuries. And it's not just a couple of weeks. It's like no, it's eight season weeks, twelve weeks <laughs> yeah. season. J.K. Dobbins has never played. Bateman, I mean, Bateman's here. He's never played. He's always hurt. They're always, always hurt over there. Both corners, safeties. Yep. I mean, it's... The team, by the way, recently parted ways with head strength coach Steve Saunders, so we'll be interested to see if this area improves in his absence. 30 of the 32 teams in the NFL give their strength coaches fairly positive reviews. Baltimore is one of the two teams that fell well below the rest. We were... We were um, great on our strength We were great coaches. on that, right. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot going on. A lot of discontent over there. Yeah, we were A-plus on our strength staff. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Um, Giants quarterback Daniel Jones reported he's seeking more than $45 million on his new deal. He might just get it. Alvin Kamara pleads not guilty yesterday to battery charges from February 2022 incident in Vegas. Uh, there's video of that, so that's going to be a tricky one, I think. How can you pay Daniel Jones $45 million? I mean, unless you just franchise him for one year. Well, I mean, I think we kind of – one thing I don't know, but I in it, the short answer is I don't know. The longer answer is it does feel like the upper middle class quarterback is done. You gone. It's yep. gone. So yep. like either you have one of these ten guys, ten or twelve guys who you think that are franchise guys go win a Super Bowl. You have someone who you feel like you just drafted who can become that, or you have nothing. I don't think. For example, I don't think that the Vikings, if this was right now and Cousins was coming out of the run he had in, in Washington, I don't think the Vikings would have paid him like they paid him. Because he's not, he's not that. He's an upper middle class quarterback, right? Mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. those, and he's at the high end of it, of the upper middle class quarterbacks. There's a lot that are really nice quarterbacks. I mean, Dalton is a great example. Of this. I said somebody um, compare C.J. Stroud to Andy Dalton, and they were doing it as, and people, everyone took it as like a big slight. I'm thinking to myself, like, if you draft a quarterback in the top two and he starts for you for ten years and you win your division Multiple. three times yeah. and you make a couple of Pro Bowls, that's not a bust. No. In any way. That's not Joe Burrow, but it's not a bust. I mean, yeah, a lot of these quarterbacks bust. more than three times. Oh, at least. Yeah, I think they won the division three times. Um, he made two or three Pro Bowls during that time. So it was – I don't know. I think that – but I do think that those type of guys are kind of bordering on extinct. Like, teams don't want to be in that business anymore. So no, and that's Jones you will wonder, be a tough one to figure out. You know, where does he – What's what happens with him, you know, have we seen guys like you know our former quarterback mm-hmm. and like Carson Wentz? Are they are they done starting somewhere, or are they considered no, to be think... not mid tier enough that we can start with them and not have to worry about it affecting our standing? You said it. Um, yeah, th- those guys aren't upper middle class. Those guys are lower middle class, and those guys are we're not going to win enough. These guys are perfect to take some snaps until we can draft our quarterback next year. Yeah. Like you could see Baker starting in new Orleans. You could see Carson Wentz starting in Carolina. If they can't figure it out, like 
Yeah, Frank all of that. Lined up. Yeah, you, you could see those those things happening. Um, all right, let's hear from the two quarterbacks that, that talked today. Here was Bryce Young. He was, of course, all of the conversations about his size or lack thereof. Here's what he had to say. Again, I, I've been this size, uh, you know, respectfully my, my whole life. Um, you know, I, I know who I am. I you know I know what I can do. And, you know, for me, you know, I think it, it, it's fair. You know, everyone can, can speculate and ask whatever questions are necessary. But, you know, I'm going to continue to control what I can control. I'm keep working my hardest to put myself in a good position. And I'm confident in myself. I know what I can do. And, you know, I'm just excited to get to that next level. C.J. Stroud available today as well, the Ohio State quarterback, who I feel like had a really good week over there before he's done anything. He was asked this morning who he models his game after. Here's who he had to say. Even one of the reasons I wore number seven was because Michael Vick. Uh, so um, he inspired me not only just to uh, be athletic and use my athleticism, but uh, as a black quarterback to stay in the pocket and throw the ball. And that's something that he was very underrated in. Uh, so, And then I like I looked up to Deshaun Washington line as somebody I feel like I have a similar playing style to. And then Joe Burrow, uh, being able to create, uh, not being the fastest guy ever, being able to kind of extend plays, uh, throw guys off of you, just be tough. And that's something that, uh, that I feel like I'll do in this game. This next one had Buckeye fans in a frenzy this morning. Uh, CJ on the thought on if he thought about returning to Ohio State for his third year as a starter, his fourth year in school. Here's what he had to say. I was honestly going to come back to school. Uh, it was really hard for me um, that uh, to leave a place like Ohio State where it takes time to get to where I was at. And um, it takes a lot of hard work, a lot of, a lot of trust building, a lot of camaraderie off the field. And that's something you can't just throw in the trash right away. And I, and I don't feel like I did that or come in the league. It was a smart decision for me, I feel. Uh, but it was really hard. And, um, of course, like you said, not, not being that team of North, not winning the national championship were two goals of mine. And, of course, not winning the Heisman. Uh, was I feel because of those losses, um, that's kind of hurts. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like I could have won two Heisman's back to back if I win those two games. So, um, but at the end of the day, man, it's a part of God's plan, and I don't question that. Uh, it put a little, it put a little more uh, fire, fire on me. Put a little, another chip on my shoulder. So I'm excited to go to the league and, and do better things than that because uh, that wasn't God's plan. So let's see what what the league got for me now. I like him a lot. Uh, I think he's lying. I I do think though that. He made $2.5 million last year playing quarterback at Ohio State, so it allows you to have a conversation, right? All of a sudden, I mean, if you think about Manning, had Manning, Peyton Manning played his senior year in in Tennessee. Uh, he could have left after his junior year. He would have been the number one pick in the draft. I mean, he could have then, not that they needed the money, but he could have made $3, 4000000 million playing quarterback at Tennessee if that was real time now. And I do think it allows for guys to, if you look at who's going to be picking at the top of the draft, you can say, hey, especially at quarterback, I can come back here, make a couple million bucks, three, four million bucks, and get maybe a roll the dice and see what I get next year. Yeah. And Big enjoy. Listen, I mean, Liner did it just because he yeah. was loving his life and still went in the first round. But now the fact that you can get paid, mm -hmm. huge game changer. And yeah. oh, by the way, the salary cap goes up every year. The slots for the draft picks go up every year. So waiting a year, like, yes, you're stopping. It's, it is costing you money. Yeah. But you're still going to be – like, You're still rich. If you're making $4 million and the king of the castle in college, yeah, sounds like a pretty great thing for a 22-year-old human to enjoy. None of the pressures of the pro-life, none of the job. I mean, it's a job here. Right. Down there, it's not it's – not, I mean, it's a lot, but it's not a job. Yeah. And now you can get rich and have a lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, CJ Stroud is driving an Aston Martin this year. Can you imagine yeah. that? Like just out, no, I out and doing it. Yeah, it's great. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Um, all right, second hour of the program coming up next. Uh, we will kick things off with a conversation with Chris Rose, uh, 
it's great. Absolutely great. You have that to look forward to, which is nice. We hit the mailbag uh, coming up at the bottom of the next hour. Still time to get those questions into Gibbe at Browns underscore daily. Use the hashtag AskCBD. Second hour up next, Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And welcome back into Cleveland Browns Daily. Merely Bo, the great Z, and of course, now joined by Chris Rose. Great friend of the program and great friend of the Hoff. What yes. Was, what was that like for you? When, I mean, we all knew, right? Yes. But like still, officially official is a big deal. Awesome. I was driving home. I had, uh, I forget where I was because uh, I hadn't gone to the Super Bowl yet. Um and I was in my car, and I had gotten it on my phone. I was like, God, it better work. And sure enough, it comes up, and I'm, like, celebrating in my car on an L.A. freeway where you're moving about eight miles an hour. <laughs> and I was just so excited for him. And it's going to be so much fun this summer. I was just telling Z that I've, I've got something booked already, but I, I put it in their brain. I was like, listen, that Saturday, even if Joe has to rent a private jet to get me there, Joe, Joe, I saw your career earnings on right. ProFootballReference.com. Doing just fine. Yeah, I'll buy you dinner yeah. when we're doing a game in August. We'll call it even. We'll call it even. And and for you to get to know him, get to work with yeah, him. By the way, play-by-play voice, obviously, of the Browns preseason on television with the Hoff. How fun was that for you this year, just going great. through that and getting to know him and then seeing this kind of all come together within one year? Right? Yeah, well, I mean, I, listen, I've – had the good fortune of knowing him for several years since he's, sure. he's, he hung him up, at, you know, being with us over at NFL Network, oh. and he is as organized as anybody. It was amazing last year. Um, we did our first game in Jacksonville before coming home for the Eagles week. And in Jacksonville, he was sitting there writing all these things down during the game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What? are you completing a graduate degree up in Madison that I'm not aware of, and you just – something popped in your brain? He's like, no, I like writing stuff down so that I just, you know, it comes back to me easier and all that sort of stuff. I was like, you are incredibly prepared. Oh, yeah. Stop. Yeah. You know. That's the way he's lived his whole life. It's it's unreal. It really is. I mean, it's no shock that the guy's gone from like 310 to 246 chiseled. And then he sends out on social media all those workout plans. Oh, yeah. I know he's got. I do. Him. I know. I've been doing him for over a year. I know, and you look great. Unbelievable. Yeah, he's the half is nuts. But yeah. he could give you. He could give you a breakdown on coffee. He can. He can whiskey. Whatever wine, he's coffee, into. Hunting, he, beef. He production. knows it all. That's he's, right. He's Hoff on it. beef. How about that? He's got half beef. Now. We're taking a uh, our youngest son on a college tour, and we're going to start in Madison at the end of the month. And so we're hopeful that our paths will be able to cross. And oh, that'd be great. I mean, how great would it be to have him walking around campus with? You know, with Joe Thomas, pretty good. Did yeah. you see, did you see the clip of him being honored at yeah, the, sure the basketball game? I showed it to Brady, our our son. I was like, "This is how popular he is." Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and I told him afterwards, you know, I'm a big Curb Your Enthusiasm right. fan. You know, you can't have a BS bow. No, no is that that one episode tonight when he was out there and he was giving? I said, <laughs> "Tremendous bow." The bow was great. To really the crowd. was yeah, dialed just, in. Yeah, it, it was, was great. It was all you wanted. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think Canton is ready for this? Like Browns Nation invading Canton? I was so, been since 99. I know. I remember where I was. I was actually in Los Angeles um, interviewing to go out there. I was working at CNN Sports Illustrated at the time, and I was interviewing with Fox Sports Network for a job. So I was at dinner with my in-laws. Uh, 
at some place, and I was like watching the TV. They're like, "What? What? What are you doing?" I was like, "My Browns are back!" Right? Yeah. Like, you know, and they're not like huge sports fans. They they have become sports fans over the last several decades because their oldest daughter has been married to a nut, right? Yeah. <laughs> but they didn't quite get it. They're like, "Well, where have they been?" <laughs> And I was gone. like, oh, my God, this is going to take a lot time longer. Than, this is going to take a lot longer <laughs> than dinner to explain. But it was so awesome. I remember Tim Couch made a great touchdown throw, and I was like, we've arrived. Yes. Like, we got the pick. We nailed it. All right, not quite. That was back when starters would play in the Hall of Fame game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, a, uh, that was a fun one. That was a fun one. I actually worked one of the Hall of Fame games. I was When I was a ball boy for the Browns, I want to say it was in the 1990 season. And it was the year that there were a bunch of Steelers that went in. I think maybe it's possible Lambert went in that year. Um, yeah, it was interesting. I bet. This will be a lot more fun with, a, with our guy oh, yeah. going in there. Yeah, yeah, it should be good. Between Browns fans and Jets fans, look out. We got to get the – I mean, where where's the Hoff on the party Oh, he's, he's, oh, we're he's, good. He's locked in. We're locked yeah. in. The, the tip from a couple of years ago. It's paying off. Paying off. So okay. he's we running back. Yeah, on so this. I went to through yeah. uh, one of my fraternity brothers was in town, was good friends with Edron James mm. a couple of years okay. ago. And so he said, hey, I have a plus one to That's probably, the Hall of Fame and the party. party to go to. I'm like, I'm in. Great. So they were sitting with his family and also we had the party. They were at Gervasi. And uh, I told the Hoff right after that, I said, when the time comes, just call up and be like, I want the Edron James treatment. I said, you'll put a Wisconsin twist on it. Yep. It was a very Miami twist. I said, but just say, I want that, the whole setup, mm-hmm. the cigar room, everything. And he apparently took note of that. And so nice. that's smart. Man. That's on the docket. I like it. So out of curiosity, what does he, uh, and I texted him this the other day. I said, what are you going to owe all of the veterans who have to report to camp a week early now? Great point out of you. Betonio's not Betonio's pissed. He's oh, not of pleased. course he is. Joe's he not might not pleased. even show up for oh. the ceremony. No. no. He's yeah. going to use no. that as a day yeah. off. Right. He's. I'll tell you what, he feels badly about it. There's no doubt because he's already gotten, in some of his congratulatory <laughs> texts from current Browns, there were also, thanks a lot. Oh, my God. Team this player. is great. Yeah. Team this, all about how you. Funny is it, how funny is it that we finally get to celebrate? Really, I mean, I'm I'm way older than you guys, and That's I'm originally true. from Not Cleveland. Yeah. I've had this is my second Browns Hall of Famer. I mean, there are there have been other ones that have made it, but I'm talking about true Ozzy and Joe. Yeah. That's that it. perspective That's is it. pretty wild that is when it. you think about it. That's that it. And um, <laughs> oh my God, he's got to explain to all the guys. Sorry, guys. Yeah. I'm the reason you're here. I am told, though, this is a pay attention to the scores. I am told that the Browns are cognizant of that beef, and I believe our June portion will end earlier. Got it. So that they still get the same. They're not going to lose a week of summer break. Okay. I think they'll be. So, How does that affect us? Does that affect us the same I think way? It, yeah. You guys just, just you work sure, like yeah. dogs yeah. regardless. Yeah. Get back to work. year round. Don't take, don't never take stops. any. Never I, stop. Believe Jeez. me, I know. I tune stops, in. Man. Doing I these, hey, we, we've got interviews all the time, which just never stops. Yeah, he's right. yelling Off at us season, every two minutes. It's good. Jeez, we're under it's his yoke. That's good. It's an incredible tight yoke. It is. Um, when you think of, you know, we're, we're here at the combine, and this, you know, business of the league is on. There's all this stuff. It's all this exciting stuff that's happening. Uh, there's another guy. Look at this guy. Another Siciliano. Siciliano. Look at the sock game. Great sock. Yeah, he's got it going. He's Bravo. Now, when he comes on, is he able to put these over? Is he not? 
<laughs> what? I hey, feel like stop. I, I want him sitting right here. I know. I want him sitting here. That's good material that shouldn't go without him. Yeah. No, he but if be, he, he sits here, you actually have to put him right, right here. Right on the left. Yeah, right on the left. Get yeah, him up. Exactly. So he's on the camera shot. I have yeah, to bring no my doubt. car seat every time yeah. I take him somewhere. <laughs> when you, when Do you remember when he and Joe did Mini-Me? Yes. Oh, that was Hilarious. unbelievable. That was one of the that best. Was really it was a great skimmer. I miss I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm. It, look, I get the business of why it's on Amazon and all of that. That Thursday night show yeah. with the Hoff and Irv and Steve Smith and Colleen Wolf to me was – that was peak. Was great. That was my favorite NFL show. It was good. It was really, really good. There's uh, no question about it. And now all we get to see is Tony Gonzalez shivering every yes. week. <laughs> is there, has there ever it's been a colder cold. human being? It's always cold. I don't you played understand it. Kansas it. City. I, yeah. I almost um, want to break out – when I'm watching it, I almost want to break out a blanket from my extra room and just put needs, it on the TV. It looks you just so need cold. to have a space heater for him, like a dedicated right. Gonzalez heater. Maybe Dress it's just, appropriately. Yeah. It's well, just a great skip. you, know, you got to get that. Going, right? you gotta get <laughs> it's that. a good skip. Do you – do you sense uh, – you know, we had Andrew Berry here. We, mm-hmm. Kevin will talk. And um, it does feel like there's a sense of a sense of urgency here. Like, our, oh, yeah. like the guys are in the prime. We're paying a lot of players. Like, yes. It feels like this offseason they've got some big boxes that need checked, and it's like they've got to be checked. I don't know what happened last year. I have to be honest with you because when we were doing the preseason games, and I think we all felt the same way, um, we felt like, okay, so Deshaun's going to have this suspension – if we can go six and five, that's totally okay. That's right. We talked about that's this, right. the, the numbers. And when you look at the way Jacoby Brissett played in those 11 games, yeah. if you had just done cut-ups of his portion Vastly of the games. exceeded expectations. You would have gone, man, they, the Browns seven might be four. seven and four yeah. without watching any other part of the game. And the defense was an unmitigated disaster. And I don't know what transpired there. Um, we all looked at each other and we I said, this is the fastest defense I've ever watched in brown and orange, ever. Yep. And I had no problem saying it. I wasn't saying it just because I was calling the Browns preseason games. I felt it in my bones. Sometimes they were fast in the wrong direction. Yes, that's very possible. <laughs> um, that happened a lot. And, yeah, there's a lot of butts on the line. And and they know it. This no isn't – Yeah. Nobody's so speaking four. out of turn. This is this – is, this is the long stay, hey, man. When you four. when you yeah. pay contracts to talented players in you this sport, they have to reach, they have to reach that level. And Miles Garrett, unfortunately, is the only one who has hit that, right? I mean, Chubb. and Chubb, and Chubb, yeah. yeah, and Chubb. But even Chubb, it's um, the numbers aren't so astronomical. Where if for some reason he played below Chubb's standards, which he just never come close to, yeah. you can live with it. But there's some other guys that you paid a lot of money to, yeah. and it hasn't worked out. And Well, the truth is it's all about the quarterback, right? Because oh, you could say, Muzz and I throw Joel Batonio in there. He's, he's as good as you yes. can be at his position consistently. But yep. the position that affects the outcome more than That's any it. other is the quarterback. And this will be That's our it. first season, and he's only 27, but Miles is in his prime, Joel Batonio's in his prime, Chubb's in his prime, Denzel. Denzel's in his prime. Yep. They're all on their second contract. Like, we've got – Yep. The winning needs to happen now. To. Like this is this is it. It's playoffs this year, but it's not just playoffs. It's let's get in the playoffs and be a team of consequence. I mean, that's I feel like. But that's didn't what you, you feel be. that way even if, when we were in the muck last year? You were like, if they can somehow get in, Chris, were we naive? Of course, though? were we all a little naive on seven hundred days and eleven games, like thinking that he would? Yeah, play? retrospectively, yes. Yes. no doubt. Yes, absolutely, yeah. we were, and we all. We're rooting for the best, and we didn't expect the worst. And yeah. what we got was the worst. It, it was not good. It was six games where I imagine if, if, you know, you were to ask Deshaun and Kevin Stefanski, 
he didn't look anything like the player that he was in you Houston. Got, you got Nothing. glimpses of it. You got singular you got really plays one, Yeah, you got in like one half against Washington. Washington. Yeah. But very, very few drives where you were like, okay, yeah. good. You yeah. feel better about it. And it doesn't mean it can't happen. It just means that it has to happen. Yeah, I talked with Chris Sims about this, and he said that anybody who thought that he was going to be able to come back and kind of look like himself, we were all mm-hmm. just fooling ourselves. It's, he said yeah. 700 days to play, and he goes, practice, it doesn't matter. Practice in no way, shape, or form prepares you for actual NFL football, mm-hmm. and I thought we saw that. I did think he trended better as it went on, which is, is good. Now you have the full offseason. But this season is about, yes, of course, we need to shore up the defensive line. I, I'd love to add a speed receiver, right, to open mm-hmm. things up. Now we need a free safety. But this season is going to be ultimately defined by Deshaun and how he plays because if he plays well, we will do all the things we want to do. If he does not, we won't. All right. It's that simple. It's that simple. That's where the discussion we'll see starts. See in September. And ends. The next level is next. <laughs> but I will say this very quickly before we wrap up here. I know you got to go. Um, if you are watching the combine, and you're thinking to yourself, "Well, why? Why should I watch as a Browns fan? We don't, we don't have a first round pick." Listen, go watch what the Kansas City Chiefs did last year. Yep. Particularly on defense. Yes, they did have two first round picks that helped them, but they got guys. They had two seventh rounders. One is a running back, and Pacheco. one is a starting corner. Yep. That helped them immensely. They got a fifth rounder, I think, in Joshua Williams that played a lot in the secondary. Brian Cook, the kid out of Cincinnati. They had kids all over the place that were not first-round picks. No. And outside of Patrick Mahomes, those were the biggest reasons why they won the Super Bowl. And no doubt. So, you know, you have to keep that in mind. So if you're a Browns fan and you're trying to look for a defensive tackle in the middle of the second round or the end of the third round, they're there. Yeah, you know, it's a good edge class, too, which we the, need. The edge class is great. Daniel Jeremiah, who's unbelievable with this stuff. I always have a half-hour uh, call, just the two of us. I was like, DJ, this is my cramming session. Please help me. <laughs> so he goes, uh, tight ends, corner, edge, running backs. Running back, yep. He's like, that is – it's really good and really deep. I was like, can I find a receiver? He goes, not as much in recent years. Yeah. But he said, if you guys grab one in the fourth – there are guys that have that vertical speed we're looking for, but he said they're kind of one-trick ponies. I said, well, can they catch? Can well, they catch? That's, that's the what I'd like to know. Because we've already run that game. Well, we <laughs> catch, unfortunately, struggled with that. I know. We he struggled with yeah. a lot, and I felt terribly for him. You yeah, know, he, the, he tried. He fought it like Fought hard. Yeah. yeah, no yeah. doubt. No yeah. doubt. Chris, awesome. Yes. Great guys, thanks for having me. What a treat. I appreciate no it. We'll see you uh, at some point during the summer, Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I think probably camp will start sometime around June 28th, so maybe we'll – See you then. <laughs> and maybe we'll see you out and about. In, so, in don't football, be one of these Vegas crusty tonight. veterans that's yeah. complaining about that stuff. For goodness he's already he's, he, he makes his declarative statements years in advance. Like, I'm out. Yeah, I'm like done. Jump out yeah. Years in yeah. advance. Give plenty yeah. of warning. Can you, right. Has he already yeah. put in for vacation oh, for yeah. the first week of camp? He's already out on the combine next year. He's yeah, like, forget all this these camp. things. Yeah, got, I yeah, all these little. I just got to give give me a big head start. Did you guys all drive in the same car? We did not. We should have. We separate cars. Through Separate the- cars. What are you guys from L.A.? What is going on? <laughs> it's like with well, he left Remember early swingers? during the day so that he could drive during the show, so he didn't have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I left when the show ended from the studio, and yeah. Bo left for after the show ended from his home. So we were Bo and I were yes. going through the winds and the rain together. Though we'd be like, "Oh, dude, look out!" And then twenty minutes later, the wind shear would go right. How long is that drive from there to it's, here? It's a good seventy-five and a half, five. hours, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, once you hit. It's it flies really until you get to the Indiana border, and then that stretch from Indiana to here is oh. the worst. Two lanes on seventy, trucks going twelve miles an hour in the left lane. Don't care that you're behind them. In fact, I think they enjoy it. 
Indiana's idea, I think, dis- is you know, let's go from our major, the only thoroughfare from our major city to any other major city in the Midwest. I think two lanes is all we need. Two lanes. And let's have let's a beltway an a hour and a half sign. from uh, yeah. downtown. In, yeah. in less than four weeks, I'm taking a drive from Madison to Bloomington. That sounds horrible. Yeah, I'm not envious. Buckle in. I'm I mean, not envious. Chicago. I mean, it's yeah. going to be. God almighty. Yeah. 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 You but we're here now. We're going to make the most of it. What, South Bend? You going to do West Lafayette? On no, the we're not straight, stopping. Straight through. We're going right from Joe Thomas showing us around campus to to Bloomington. To Van Waders showing us around Bloomington, Indiana. <laughs> Van Waders. That's Let's go. Great, great drop right that's there. Great. That's all I got, There's guys. no way to top that. My buddy, sorry, the kid, boys. when we remember Deion Waders was on the cab, yeah. the kid, one of his gimmicks, is one of my buddies from Cleveland, he likes to call them just not their actual name. So Deion Waders was always, Van Waders with another heater tonight. <laughs> Chris, thanks, man. All right, guys. What a treat. So much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. When you're on the injured list, get a little help getting back in the game. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk's proud partner of your Cleveland Browns from heavy.com. J.R. DeGroote with this. The Browns, you said it, I said it. Browns linked to a pair of Eagles pro bowlers ahead of free agency. So among the topics, now I don't know what validity to give this. I don't either. I can't tell if you're on or not. Me neither. I don't think you are. Hello? Now you're on. Okay. I couldn't tell. Me neither. Right really on the edge. Tough. Well, really I project, you know, booming. I know, yeah. yeah. Um, again, if we had lights, helpful. Very. Well, when they redo the studio in here, Gibe, put it on your list when you redo it. Sure, right up there. What we are your blueprints looking like? Broadcast from. Do you have? Bru- do you <laughs> have your? Blu- that out, have you? Have they approved your your plans and your blueprints for the studio space? I'm working with Yellowstone on that. I'd go so far as to say that that should be the number one thing that we have. Mics that are affixed to the thing on the arms that move, and it is connected to, to an on-off. Yeah, I mean they need New to people hang. come in, and all they, of a sudden we don't. They need to hang, and they need to be here. Yep. And then you need to have a simple on-off cough. On cough button. Yeah. So that's it. And then it needs to illuminate when you're on, like somewhere where everybody can see. Right. Yeah. And then ideally, a way for us all to see you. Yeah. Would be novel concept. A nice issue. Yeah. I like I don't need I, to see I feel this. Like today, maybe I should come in there and do the mailbag instead of. Come on in, there. yes, yeah, dude, please. I think, you, I think you now that you've got now that you've got Connor back there, you should come out here all the time. You should just sit Flourish. out here. Flourish. Why don't you just sit in that chair at all times? Over he's doing there. work. He's yeah. got work going on over there. I, I literally was cutting up pressers and he's got, other he's things. Got other work but you couldn't see me. But you couldn't. Well, see Well, no, I, I could. Know. That's what I mean. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Logistically, all right. So they, it's Brandon. Uh, Graham and Fletcher Cox, who they uh, linked to us from an I, look at these guys. Graham's thirty five. That's unbelievable. Cox is thirty two. I I wouldn't be opposed to one of these guys. To me, that would get really old really fast. But I I do think that I'm open to everything on the defensive Listen, line. Graham still had eleven sacks last year. So the question would be, could he be a situational pass rusher? Does he give you time for whether it's your second round pick or Alex Wright or all those people to get you know ready to be the starter opposite Miles Garrett? You know that's fine. Fletcher Cox, absolutely stud. Seven sacks last year. He's a guy that's been, you know, six pro bowler, six-time pro bowler. He's great. And then the Browns also being rumored to be interested in Javon Hargrave. 
who's got an incredible nickname, Gravedigger. He's 30. Um, he's a monster pro bowler, 11 sacks in 2022. $20 million a year, though, is the market. I just don't know that we can play in that in that air. We need, you know, maybe it's a combination of a Sheldon Rankins and then you draft kind of a true nose tackle and, and there away you go there with, you know, now Elliott and, and Perry on round out the room. That's all of a sudden a pretty good room. The edge rusher, I think, is obviously very important. I, I just don't know that you can be a $20 million a year defensive tackle team. You can't be. I wouldn't think. <laughs> There's no, the math I mean, doesn't work. It's currently to, constructed, the math doesn't there work. There have to be a lot of changes that are made yeah. in terms of various restructures that get you to a position where you could do something like that. I could but, see some of these older dudes mixed in with some drafting young that's guys. What, that's been that's, our that's MO. That's been the MO, it, you know. But we are. It's we don't have time to wait on stuff. No, we, we also we have to be proven. We need players. We need guys. Yeah, absolutely need guys. Yeah, I think that you know you would ultimately look back and say of our top, let's call it our top six assets on this team. Mm-hmm. Top seven assets. Yep. Top seven assets on this team. I think we could all agree are Deshaun, Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb. Denzel. I'm just saying Amari. Yeah, I mean, in terms of assets around the league, probably, yeah, like Denzel's probably ahead of Chubb just okay, for the position of but importance. Just call the top but in seven. Terms of in, yeah. Right. Nick Chubb, Denzel, Amari, Batonio, and Teller. Fair? Yeah, the guard thing is. And we have two of them are guards and one is a running back. Yeah. And that's with spent money. I'm not talking about, like, Greg would probably be considered around the league a very valuable asset on his rookie deal right, as a very competent corner. All, yeah. But those are, in terms of people that we have spent money on, those are our top seven. And two of them are guards and one is a running back. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it gets a little tricky when it comes to making all this stuff happen. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll hit the mailbag on a Friday coming up next. Hey, Bobby! Hey, Bobby! Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All my friends be powered of one of the most passionate fan bases in the NFL. Join the Brown season ticket member waitlist today for your best chance of securing tickets for all home games in future seasons. Don't miss out. Go to clevelandbrowns.com slash tickets or call 440-891-5050 to reserve your spot today. Time for the Browns mailbag presented by Vivid Seats, official fan experience partner of the Cleveland Browns. Hello, Gibby. Hi. Better in here? Yeah. Better? Oh, I love yeah. It. I love you in the, in the presence. We love your presence. Yeah, I like you being near me. By the way, yesterday, did you see the Daniel Jeremiah just drop, like, leg drop on the entire cornerback class coming out? No. No, he didn't like Daniel it. Jeremiah, looking over my CB notes for today, they all have one thing in common. They got beat by Marvin Harrison Jr. So I was talking to, <laughs> I was talking to Mike Renner this morning, yes. and he said that if Marvin Harrison Jr. That. was in this draft, he would be the second player, second most talented player behind Will Anderson in the draft. He said he could do Jamar Chase and go fourth overall next and year. And do that. Yeah. And I pointed out that as a Notre Dame alumnus, it's possible he's just trying to sway Marvin to not play against Notre Dame next year. 
Interesting. This guy's not going to play for Ohio State next year, and I'm just going to be distraught. He is going to play for Ohio State. His dad was in Columbus last week. They're locked in. He's playing. We sure, like... Yeah. This is Bo Bishop you're talking to. Yeah. I know, I'm but, like, like... You're safe, pal. You're safe, S. Poor S is weaving. The kids celebrating. No, nothing. Harrison's playing. <laughs> uh, By the way, I was sad you didn't answer my call. I'm going to call you when we leave here today. I got a great riddle for you, courtesy of S, but it has to be done on a phone. So, I told you that I had meetings so yeah. like when you called i was in one of those yeah you know what else i thought you might call back there was good content that you enjoyed i, didn't, I never know where you are or where i am who knows i was driving anyway, for five hours um i do remember getting that and i was in the meeting and i i silenced it um and then you texted me now that i remember but i didn't have a chance to look at it what you texted me you haven't watched it yet no oh wow should i watch it now yeah you should well maybe not now probably not now I was going to say, is there audio? No, no. Later. Later, Bo. Phone away. We're focused. <laughs> We're men. By the way, comment. This was, I don't know if you guys saw this. This is great negotiating, by the way, by Giants GM Joe oh, Schoen. God. When asked if he would consider drafting a quarterback in this class. I don't know how I just saw this or just heard about this, and I don't know how it didn't make it into the notes. You know what I'm about to say based on your reaction. Or maybe that's the video. No, Quote, video. you never let a girlfriend stop you from finding a wife is what he said. The Giants GM said when asked about if he would consider drafting a quarterback in this class, he said, you never let a girlfriend stop you from finding a wife. Valid. A lot of people, I, Renner was saying that too. He said, if I was the Bears, I'd take Bryce Young number one and I'd deal with Fields. I wouldn't. I wouldn't either, but I'm just the saying. Guy is, saying. And maybe he ends up being great, but Chicago doesn't feel like the right no. place for his size. No, and I, I think that's something that, I mean, like. This isn't if, mad. If this dude played at 170 pounds. Last year? Yeah. Jeez. How did he survive? I'm kind of amazed that he survived. He did miss some time, right? But wasn't he did. It a, a non- he, got, he missed several games in the middle of last season. Was it contact-related or non-contact-related? I can't remember. By the way, we got a shout-out, uh, John Scherzer. All right. Who's John Scherzer? And I'm sure I butchered your name, John. John was... Two rows in front of us, Butler oh, yeah. the other night. Yeah, right. Yeah, Randomly turns around to us and goes, Hey, what's up, Bo Nathan Gibbs? Big fan. Uh, what? Fantastic. Didn't yeah. think you'd see that. Love it. Took a picture, posted on yeah, social. That's very nice. Very nice. Shout out, my friend. World you, team. You could tweet at the show at Browns underscore daily using oh, the hashtag breaking news CBD. Come on. Breaking news, real quick. From one minute ago on the Pat McAfee show, courtesy of the loquacious. AJ Hawk. Yeah, good word. <laughs> Quote, I've said it a million times. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is retiring. There you go. So he's going to play in Green Bay. The Jets, I don't think Green Bay wants that to happen. The Jets are covetous of Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure they are, but. Not Rich Eisen, though. No. He doesn't want to deal with the Michigas. All right, Gibby. All right, you ready now? Yep. yep. All right, and away we go. Browns backers, North Jersey. How many questions need to be asked per week to be in the meshling level? Uh, 76. It's insane that you said that. I was going to say 75. Like, that is outrageous that we were within one of what we Love it. I love love it. Two hearts. Uh, Can we get – this is from Love a Dog today. 
Can we get any intel or assessment of later round Buckeye prospects from Bishop and BG? From uh, BG's got a kid that really played well at the Senior Bowl. Somehow didn't get an invite to the combine. I have no idea why. Uh, Buckeyes. Uh, let me pull after, up the after list. After day see. one, I mean, you spent so much time at the top of the board. Let me see some down list guys. That's fine. Well, both. Um, as predicted, I I knew that Harrison would test out of the off the charts. Um, I don't think he'll work his way into the second, um, but I think he's a really nice low. He's got a really high floor. Um, let me see down here. You know, um, Ronnie Hickman could be an interesting safety Ron. Uh, player. I'm blanking on the kid's name, but there was a kid that went undrafted at Ohio State, and then, or maybe it was like a six-round pick, and then ended up starting for the Rams when they won the Super Bowl. Um, Ronnie kind of dealt with some injuries and stuff. He would be an interesting one. Um, Rams depth chart. I'm pretty sure he's still there. Um, I can't believe I'm blanking on this. But Sorry, yeah. Williams. Um, backers North Jersey. Yeah. While Bo looks that up, how much of seventh grade math have you actually used in your daily life? Zero. Jordan Fuller. Jordan Fuller. Yeah. I mean, I do a lot of stats, and but it's all base like. I don't know what I what was I doing in seventh grade. Parabolas stuff, you know, and all that, yeah, that, that we're doing that. None of that the stuff your kids are doing in fifth. Yeah, no. is what it is. Hey, no, it's nonsense. I'm watching them do this nonsense. Stupid yeah, new, math core is, new math. The new maths couldn't dumb. suck anymore. Yeah. I think it's useless. Yeah. Um, every time you know, like it's this big stress about. Do you understand what's happening here? I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's all I, nonsense. You got a calculator on your phone. I wish sometimes that we were doing a, a pod like. Uh, pardon my take because one of the things that I got a kick out of while listening to that and, and laughed out loud multiple times is like if they didn't if be a, uh, Big Cat didn't like something he'd just be like F that so he'd be like F new math like yeah. just <laughs> so matter of fact and I thought it was yeah. hysterical it's like right there I'd love to say it like, yeah. yeah this is an important one here Zach yeah. any advice for a bachelor party in Vegas and yes I'm the bachelor yeah sure yeah no cell phones none that's number one you go out, you have a nice meal, you go out and have a nice night on the town, day party, maybe a pool day mm. beach club pool party. I'd go, I would do, my advice would be, while it is your bachelor party, you maintain control. You have to maintain control because a slip up at any point could derail all of it, provided you actually really want to get married. Like um, how so many people just, are going? That's the question. Because I, I if you have a group know. of like I, 20, then it's... In the break, I'm going to tell you a bachelor party story that's going to blow your guys' mind that really yeah. happened. Don't but, do that. Yeah. So I think I like your no phones. <laughs> I, I think that's going to be hard to administer. <laughs> the other thing that I think is really cool on a bachelor party is when you have a sober activity. So you're in Vegas. I don't know if you Something golf or not. Something in the afternoon. But go play golf at like 11 the next day. Like have have a little play a little yeah. golf the next day before you go hit it again. Like it doesn't have to be seventy two hours of debauch. Listen, I had a great time at Disney World. That's right. That's yeah. right. It's true. I believe it's it wasn't great. a conversation stopper. It was just a fact. Uh, Browns backers, North Jersey. You still have seventy three more questions to go. What's the proper way to say it? Spaghetti and meatballs, or meatballs and spaghetti? The former. Spaghetti and meatballs. Agreed. <laughs> I've never heard. Of I've never heard way. meatballs and spaghetti. Neither. Yep. Uh, Joe Kunerick headed to Louisville, Kentucky for a bourbon trail weekend. What is one can't miss distillery tours slash tasting we should have on the itinerary? This is an important one. Yeah. I mean, I think 
everyone probably goes to Buffalo Trace because of um, their obvious affiliations. Don't you have to? Yeah. With Pappy. and I mean, they have Pappy, Blanton's, Elmer, Colonel Taylor, Eagle Rare. Like, that's all Buffalo Trace. Weller. So I'm sure they, Weller? Weller's there, too. Yeah. I'm sure that's the one. But I've never been. But my hunch is that it's just overrun with humanity. Um, this so, is what I'd like to do. So, so maybe you could maybe pick try to find one that's a little more off the, I've heard Old Forester does a nice job and they, they're they the original um, I mean Woodford's gotta be great Woodford's gotta be great yeah I just think we should take this RV down there and I feel like a man of your consequence in the, in the field would yeah. be able to arrange us a special tour at I think that that's a fact that there would be a special tour. I don't know that I've been told now I have nothing to back this up, but I've been told that like the worst place to buy rare, the only place worse than Ohio to buy rare bourbon it's is Kentucky. Kentucky for sure. It's so, be. Yeah, but it's all. How about this? Let me hit you with something. My buddy, the great Tom Feudy was down in Augusta uh, for eh, sad circumstances. His wife's father passed okay. RIP and um, was down there and just in a random liquor store in Augusta bought off the shelf, two bottles of Pappy. What was the upcharge? Because Georgia, they can upcharge you. Not whatever he said was. It was reasonable. So reasonable, and the, he, he asked if he could buy both, and the guy said, "Yeah," which he was shocked at. You left. Give me the. I need to know details. I want to know which vintage, and I want to know what what his MSRP was. If he doesn't mind sharing, he would not. I'm curious. Fine. Yeah. I'll find that out for you. Uh, Quartz Mountain. And it was like a hole-in-the-wall liquor store, too. That's a, that's, that's it. I've always uh, tell people that here. Like, yeah. I don't want to give you too many secrets. Yep, exactly. But it's. it's yeah. yeah. If you like Catch Me If You Can, look up the old Johnny Carson clips where the real guy is talking. This dude was basically the best liar of all time. He, he was he on did like Catch Me If You Can, but yeah, but he, so he kind of like it, promoted it, it like he did. So in he, a way, he kind of wins. He wins. He did win. He, they did a, a DiCaprio movie on his life, and yeah, he was on Carson. He was on like there was the, a dating game where you had to they you would talk to somebody behind a door. Yeah. And he was one of the guys on that. I mean, like, he did all these things. He just didn't do anything he said he did. Maybe that's Wild. the life he wanted to lead. That's the way I read it. Yeah. I don't know if we're ready for this. Would you take a speedster wide receiver like Downs or Flowers at 42 or one of the elite edge guys and hope to scoop up a wide receiver at 98 or 111? I'm not there yet. I don't think we're there yet. I'm not there yet. Are you there yet? I just think the other thing that's really I hard. I want to see what free agency is first. Yeah, and I also think the other thing that's hard is when you're picking 42nd, you can't, you like, can't just throw names out there because you get 41 ahead of you. Yeah. It's just impossible to know. Tough. Uh, this is a good one from Browns Backers, North Jersey. We've been getting better. Will Michael J. Fox be more associated with Marty McFly or Alex P. Keaton? McFly, McFly. by a thousand miles. Yeah. I don't know anybody under the age of 40 who even knows who Alex P. Keaton is. Yeah, he's ever yeah, heard of family ties. Mo- we had a couple moments Back this to the week Future or... still ends up on, you still come across oh, yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, McFly. Yeah, my kids loved it. I watched uh, The Oldest and I watched Back to the Future. It's sad, really should be Teen Wolf should be the answer, but we'll go, we'll go with it. Bobby time. How about that? It's unbelievable. That that got greenlit. Hey, I got a great idea. Sit down. It's going to turn into a wolf. And he's going to actually become a great athlete and be great at basketball, and we're going to win. No one's going to question it. No, and everybody's going to be cool with it. not going to be there. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if some kid turned out to be a wolf at, like, Olmstead Falls? <laughs> and we're like, hey, Gib- Gibby comes in. He's like, hey, guys, you got to get this wolf kid. There was man. no media circus. 37 points a game. No one's seen him play. Yeah. And, no one can guard him. And his teammate is going to be the punk from B- Pee Wee Herman's Big right. Adventure. The worst. <laughs> the worst basketball playing in the history of Hollywood is in that film. No doubt. The worst. No doubt. How about Mick 
He's hitting the last free throws when he's non-wolf at the end, and the guy just stands underneath the rim on the technicals like this. <laughs> what? You need to get back behind What uh, are we doing? Court, or at least the three-point line now. Awful. Just in general, people shouldn't be on the field when big moments are happening. That movie we'll is – I mean, there. there were so many stunning movies from that era. I just think oh people went into, like, an opium den, and they came out, and they were like, boom, boom, boom. They're like, sure, we'll make it. I just think it's kind of like Roadhouse. Like, who's this is absurd. Who's in it? Swayze? Boom. Go. Print it. So I was watching a clip, and, I'm, and I apologize. I was 99% sure it was Roadhouse, and maybe I'm wrong, but 99% sure. It, I feel like it had to be. Terry Funk was in Roadhouse? Yes. yes. Okay. All right. So it was a scene yeah. with the Funker. And he comes in and he basically says something that he yeah. had heard about his anatomy and how oh, yeah. tough he was. Oh, and yeah. he basically was like, you don't look like yep. nothing to me. And yep. I was like, Terry Funk was great. He's unbelievable in it. Why was he not in more movies? He's like, one of the goons. He should have been in He worked every, for Brad Wesley. He should have been have in. Have you not seen Roadhouse? Not in a long time. I was oh going to say. God. Not in a long so time. great. You just, it's a joy. Every time it's on, I it's stop. It's a joy. The whole world. So yes. this is my, but like, how did the funk not end up in every movie that had to do with that type? Like, why is the funk man, I mean, he's probably too old now, but like, well, he should be in Yellowstone. I think he was, He should have been in everything that had to do with Southern whatever. He should have been on the Four Sixes Ranch. Yeah. Like, give me the, he was, he's his great. delivery was so good of so that good. line. Yeah. And he knew he meant it. My hunch is he got market corrected by the body in Predator. The body started. The body took those roles. Oh, and I'm, that's my. Yeah, but he has the southernness. I understand, to him, but like the body you're, you're only going to have one wrestler in a movie. Yeah. The body's got the more charisma. Well, the body was. It's unbelievable. Whoa, McMahon. So good. God love the body. All right, rapid fire. Bobby that was the governor style. of Minnesota. That's right. How many pairs of shoes do you own? I don't know. Me, Bobby. A good I'm amount. Asking. A good amount. Good more, amount. More than I probably should. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what book or series do you, do you wish you could live in? Book or series? Oh, I'm, I'm assuming like a TV C- series. Series maybe? is a TV series? I would think. I mean, I just finished watching Mad Men. Feels like a great time. If we were, if, if we I was were in them, those, if in we were Roger world, Draper. Yeah, if you're Roger Drapes and you're living that. Well, I think you and I would be a great Roger Drapes. What's, who gets hurt? A lot, a lot of, lot, a lot of I mean, people. Yeah, I think we don't. <laughs> a lot of hearts. Yeah, a lot of hearts. Yeah. Not ours. Yeah, it's a, a great answer. That's it. I wouldn't have minded just, but then you think about what the actual like septic system was like and things like that. But like if if you and I were combined and do Al Swearingen, like I feel like we would have had a great time. Yeah, but boy, tough. Life. All of a sudden, you get a kidney stone, and look what happens to you. So I, You're right, tough. You know, tough it's a conditions. Tough go of it. Like you got to stay. A lot of dysentery. I would have had fun if I was just dropped into the world. If like me and you all of a sudden, or the three of us were like the posse and entourage. That feels like that would have been a fun. Yeah, time. but I hate that movie or that show. But yes, I mean that that's that's good. But that's, it would have been us and not not losers. unlikable people. Unlikable people who are terrible. He's actors. the worst. He's one of the most least likable characters in the history they of built programs. Built a show around a guy who's the biggest star in Hollywood who cannot act. Well, yeah, but that's why everything bombed that he was in, actually. No, but I mean, like, we were supposed to believe that he had charisma. The actor had none. He just had eyes. That whole thing would have been different. Like, if he was out and they just cast a real guy. Turtle was great. He's and fine. Giant so Drama was great. Was great. No, Turtle bits. is great in his role. Giant Drama was great. Ari was amazing. The whole Ari operation it was great. Really Ari, built, his assistant. Yeah. Built it build it around Ari. Like and the, a different cast come in. So it's TV Arliss. It's Hollywood Arliss. That's a win. Arliss would have been a fun show to be into. Yeah. I'm sticking with Mad Men. Mad, I, no, I think that I think you're exactly right. 
We good? So much more. So much more to come. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Oh, my God. Therapy. Therapy does it again. He does it again. He's got me as Dalton. Gibby, are you funk? I think so. You are. T- I you think are I'm funk. funk. <laughs> Gibby's oh the funker. Oh, God. That's great. That is great. Yeah, little Tinker got it right in the belly on that one, too. That's a heck of a jump off. That's right before Miho shows up. Yeah. I always fancied myself as a Brad Wesley type. I like that operation. I'd love to be a crook in a town. That'd be great. Just own the town. Yeah, right. but uh, we got to give Ned. Ned needs a little advice because okay, he has go, one go, serious go, question. Go, go, Ned, go. I'm a man. I'm 40. How do you divvy up chores in your respective households? I pay people to do it. <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't do it. I'm kidding. I actually I'll don't. Be, I, I do a lot of shopping and cleaning. We, I do the shopping, cooking, and cleaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, it. I mean, I'm you find the things that you like to do. Yeah, yeah. and I, I like that. to cook. I like to buy groceries. Same. Love to shop. Love it. I love to shop. And cook same day. Yeah. Like, I want to shop for my food that day yeah, and I then cook it. I can't do anything like that, but I, I got to oh. do it once a week, but just from a – But, I yeah, so then like you just find what, find what they like. Yeah. That's the way it works. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. The next level is coming up next. We're back Monday. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.